Christmas Eve is finally here. And if you've had a house like my house, you've been getting that question a lot. How many days? How many days? How many days is it until Christmas Eve? Well, Christmas Eve is here, and Christmas is the time that is fun and exciting and filled with joy and anticipation and peace. But for some, it's not quite so pleasurable. For some people, it's a painful reminder of relational strife. And for many, Christmas is a reminder that all things are not as they should be. And it seems to really hurt when you're celebrating this wonderful thing, this wonderful gift, and everyone around you is happy, and you're not. Maybe your dad left when you were young, and and Christmas just hasn't been the same since. Or maybe Christmas is a time that that you're reminded of the lifestyle that your son or daughter has chosen and you don't really agree. And when you hear Christmas songs or you remember what Christmas was like, you're reminded that things aren't what they should be in that relationship. My list could go on and on about why Christmas, although it should be amazing and wonderful and filled with peace, is not And for many, Christmas is a reminder that things aren't what they should be. And if that's you tonight, I'm sorry. I really am. And I pray for you, and I hurt for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can celebrate Christmas Christmas with so much bliss and excitement and joy, and then other people struggle to get through the holidays? I have. It's hard for some people, and for others, it isn't. So it begs the question, why is Christmas so magical? Why is Christmas so magical? You know, my family and I drove down to Utica a couple of weeks ago. We get into the Utica train station, and we boarded the Polar Express. Yeah. And it was amazing, filled with magic and wonder and excitement. And and adults and children alike dressed up in in PJs, and and we sang carols, and we drank hot chocolate. And the the story of the the, uh, Polar Express was read to us, and we got to visit with Santa, and it was wonderful. And I'm not kidding you, full-grown adults, full-on onesies, PJs with hats and joy. I know, it was intense. It was wonderful. It was exciting. And I, and I began to ask the question, what is so wonderful? They even gave out these little sleigh bells. You guys seen these? Yeah. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And I began to wonder, what about Christmas is so awe-inspiring? Why do adults and children alike drive all the way down to Utica in an ice storm? Yeah, that's what we did. In an ice storm to get on a train, to drink hot chocolate, listen to the reading. If you've ever seen the movie, the whole premise of the story is, do you believe? That's the question. Do you believe? At the end of the movie, sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, you should, by the way. At the end of the movie, the main character gets this bell under the Christmas tree. And he pulls it out and he unwraps it and he shakes it. And his parents immediately go, oh, son, I'm sorry, there's something wrong with that bell. It It doesn't ring anymore. And the whole story is about if you believe, you can can hear the bell, right? And if you don't believe, the bell falls silent. And it's this moment where you realize that the the main character believes and he hears the bell. And and his parents, well, 
they grew up. And they don't believe in childish fairy tales anymore. There's this really sad line, and he says, you know, my sister, the bell rang for a couple of more years, and, and then it fell silent. But for me, I always heard the bell. And the legend is, if you hear the bell, you believe, but if it falls silent, you've, you've lost your faith or your belief. So the question is, is and you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah. Of course, tonight you're going to say you can, no matter what. So now my kids incessantly ring the bell. Daddy, can you hear the bell? Can you hear the bell? And, and I can always hear the bell, but sometimes they're here, so I have to, sorry guys, spoiler alert. I sometimes say I can't hear it. And then, no, daddy can't hear the bell. But I'm really teasing them because I, I believe I can hear the bell. And this is what makes Christmas so fun. Do you believe or, or do you not believe? Can you hear the bell or can you not hear the bell? And the real question for tonight is, do you believe that Jesus really did what he said he did? Do you believe that he came down as a baby in the, the middle of nowhere Bethlehem, was born a virgin, lived among us, and as John says, made his dwelling among us, lived, ministered, died on the cross, and was rose again? Do you believe? And maybe a better question is, do you believe that God reconciled himself? To mankind through a little baby boy sent on a quiet night in the town of Bethlehem. Do you believe? And if you can hear the bell, maybe you believe. And if, if you don't hear the bell, oh, maybe, maybe you don't. If you can hear the bell, and, and I hope you can hear the bell, I hope that you choose to believe in this seemingly fairy tale story that we celebrate this time of year. If you believe, it's magical. It's wonderful. And hopefully Christmas can remind you of this gift that you've been given. The interesting thing, and, and the good thing, the, maybe the best news about this is that the wonder starts with that belief. I think a lot of people think the, the wonder kind of stops with that belief, and that's, that's kind of it. You do, you do that, you believe that, and you get in, right? You're in, and then everything kind of just gets adultish, right? It's not very wonderful anymore. And so, yeah, yeah, we believe that. We're moving on. I got a job and, a, and mortgage to pay and presents to buy and, and all this stuff. And over the years, Christmas loses some of its wonder and its magic. If you believe that God did this thing, and maybe years ago you put your faith in this God, and, and, you, and, you, and you know about this stuff, and if, if you're like me and I've done that, you, you probably call yourself a Christian. And that's what Christianity is about. It's about this belief in Jesus who came as a little baby. If, you, if you're a Christian and you believe that, you might know about this sin thing. Don't worry, I won't talk much about it. It's Christmas after all. You might know that sin has something to do with why Christmas, for many people, is not fun. 
Sin can get in the way of our life, and it, and, it, and it makes things painful, and it makes things work not the way they're supposed to work. It might be why Christmas is hard. And for many, it's a day that reminds us of unreconciled relationships. Things aren't the way they're supposed to be. And it says in the Bible, in Colossians, in the first chapter, listen to this. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. That's Jesus. And through him to reconcile himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And once you were alienated from God and, and, and you were enemies in your minds because of the evil behavior, but now, this is my favorite part, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through the death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. On Christmas Eve, do you believe Jesus came? Because if you do, you've been offered a choice of reconciliation. And that's beautiful. This is how the wonder continues. If you want to know how to keep Christmas wonderful and magical and fresh, it's the belief that God reconciled himself to you through this seemingly fairy tale like story of Jesus coming as a baby. This is how the wonder continues. And, and if you believe that, you know that the, the glue of this whole situation is the reconciliation. That's what reconciles us is this baby Jesus. You see, God looked out and he said, you know, things are not right. Things are, are messy between us. Sin has gotten in the way. So he made a way for there to be reconciliation between you and him. And the beauty of this is not just that reconciliation can happen between you and God Almighty, if that's not amazing enough, that reconciliation flows from the Father into you, and then it does this amazing thing, and it flows to the people around us. Now, here's the thing. Reconciliation isn't a guarantee. Just like God presenting this gift of reconciliation to you isn't mandatory. It's a choice. You can be reconciled to the Father or you can not. It's your choice. It's free will. You see, God gave you a choice to reconcile through his Son or not. And just like everyone has a choice to reconcile themselves to you, they have a choice to not. And to believe that God reconciled himself by, by sending his son as a baby to eventually die on the cross is to believe that we can be reconciled to those around us. It's the same thing. So this Christmas, when you hear the bells ringing, when you hear the bells ringing, be reminded of the reconciliation the Father offers you as a choice. Be reminded of that. But don't just be reminded of it. 
can I encourage you to pick up the phone and to call that person that you haven't spoken to in a while and offer them the same gift that you've been offered, reconciliation. Pick up the phone, send a note, offer an opportunity for someone to be reconciled to you through the same power that reconciles you to the Father. Now remember, it's not a guarantee. You see, you extend them a choice, and they can choose it or not. But here's the thing, you'll never know unless you try. You'll never know unless you try. So when you hear the bells this Christmas, remember the reconciliation that you've been offered, and remember that it flows out of you to those around you. And they are presented with the same choice that you have been given. Now, would you follow along with me in the reading of the Christmas story? My favorite part. Luke chapter 2. We're going to put the words on the screen. Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 20. In those days... Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And this was the first census that took place while Quinarius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Ooh, lots of mystery around that. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and she placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared to the, with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord told us about. They were walking a little taller that night. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning that had, all that had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary... Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that he had heard, that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let's pray and then let's sing some more. Jesus. Lord, I ask that your word impact us tonight. I ask that your word sinks down deep in our hearts tonight. And we are reminded of this fairy tale like story of your son, of you coming, being born a virgin and living here in this world among us and dying for us and raising again from the death so that we would have eternal life. Lord, I ask that, that we can be reminded of that tonight. And Lord, it's such a wonderful gift that sometimes it's almost too wonderful to believe. So Lord, I ask if there's anybody in this room who doubts, maybe the bell has fallen silent. That you would move in them and you would inspire them to again come back to the wonder of the love that you've shown us. That they would feel valued, they would feel loved, that they would feel important because of what you've done. Jesus, we love you. And we thank you for coming and dying. We thank you for the gift of reconciliation that the Father has given us. In your name, amen.